0: Welcome to the Right Start podcast. I'm Lisa Iannucci, and this podcast is all about becoming a successful full time freelance writer. I've had a very long career where I've written for many local and national magazines and newspapers, and written, co written, and ghost written more than 25 books. This podcast is where I share my experiences and tips and bring on amazing guests who have had successful freelance writing careers too. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to February. February. I'm typically not a huge fan of February because where I live in New York, it always seems to be the time we get the most snow. And I think every year we say we're going to get out of here in February. And here it is, February 1st, and I'm still here. But this month's a little different for me. I'm going to be happy in February because my son is coming home. I have not seen him for three years between his own work commitment and then the pandemic, life has kept us apart for a while. And I was going to go out to Arizona in May to see him, but he got a promotion at work and surprised me by telling me that he was coming back to New York first. So I'm holding on to February being the start of good things. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about finding ideas to write about. One of the most common comments I ever had about my writing career is, Lisa, you're always writing about so much. How do you come up with all of these ideas? So I wanted to talk about that because there's more to it than you might think. Now, before I even get to how I come up with my ideas, I want to talk about different ways that you'll actually get assignments. Now, the first way you can get assignments is by sending out letters of introduction. This is when you send an email to an editor introducing yourself. I don't suggest calling. In the past, we used to be able to do cold calls, but I would really just stick with emails right now. You tell them who you are and what writing experience you might have, if any, and that you're interested in writing for their publication. If you don't have any professional writing experience, that's okay, but maybe you have a background that the editor would be interested in, so stress that too. So for example, if you're a nurse, maybe you want to write for a medical publication, uh, stress that you have that nursing background. And if you did do any writing in a magazine that's a little different, tell them that so that they can see you do have some writing experience. If you sent the editor a writing sample, they might get back to you and say, hey, we like your background, we like your sample, we'd like you to do an assignment for us, but we're going to give you the idea and you're going to write the article. Now, I really like that way of writing because it takes some pressure off of coming up with ideas of your own and it puts all the control into the editor's hands as to what you will write about. But it puts all the control in the editor's hands about what you will write about. So if you're looking to write about specific topics, you might be limited if you're working with a publication where they give you the assignments. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take those ideas that you have, pitch them somewhere else, which we'll get to in a little while. So letters of introduction are a great way to break into a publication, get on the editor's radar, and start making some money. And even though I'm years into my career, I'm always sending out letters of introduction. Even just recently this week, there were some magazines that I wanted to write for. So I sent some letters out to introduce myself and I'll take it from there once I hear back from them. But I've been doing this for years. One editor I met through a letter of introduction actually sends out quarterly requests for pitches from her writers. So the letter of introduction, also known as an LOI, it worked because I have gotten assignments this way, but this particular editor asks for help coming up with ideas. So it could work that way too. So the first way you'll get assignments is by letters of introduction. Now, the second way you'll get assignments is to come up with ideas of your own and pitch them to editors. Like I said, I have some editors who only give me assignments and don't want pitches, and some that I only pitch ideas to. There are also editors who do both. For me, I never put all my eggs into one basket. I'm always working on coming up with ideas of my own for my current editors, and I'm also always introducing myself to new editors. This industry changes very quickly. There's a lot going on in the world. So, the one thing that I tell people when they ask me about coming up with ideas and pitches is that, yes, I'm still doing this because the industry is always changing, and I never know what magazine's going to go out of business, what editor's going to leave, what things are going to happen in the world that are suddenly going to shut stuff down. So, I'm always on the lookout for new opportunities. Honestly, I don't even know any writers who don't come up with at least some of their own ideas. But how do you do that? How do you come up with ideas? Where do you find those ideas? So right now, I have this week's assignment sheet in front of me that I keep for myself. And I currently have five articles due the week I'm recording this podcast. Typically, it's more than that but I'm currently ghostwriting a book for a client too. So I cut back on some magazine articles because we're, we're pressed up against a deadline for his book and I need to get this work done. So just to give you an example on what's on my assignment sheet, I have a health article due for a sponsored content company where I provide them with ideas. In this case, they are interested in celebrities that I can interview about health topics. So I pitch them the ideas They approve them and then I write them. The second one that I have on my list for this week is a local piece regarding a new podcast that's coming out. And I found this article idea through a press release that was sent to me and I then turned around and pitched that idea because it had that local slant to it to my local newspaper editor And got the assignment immediately because they like the local tie-in. It's a new podcast. The topic was fun. So one quick look at a press release in my email and I landed a couple hundred dollars in an assignment. Uh, I also have another editor who just gives me assignments. So on my assignment sheet is an article about, is the high school reunion dead because of the pandemic? My editor just sends me that idea and says, Would you like to write on this? She sends me a bunch of ideas. We've developed that relationship where I can pitch her and I can also just get assignments from her if I say, Hey, I need the work. So that's one of the ways that it works for me. So that's just like a peek at my assignment sheet just for this week on top of other things that I have to do. But that gives you an idea of how I find ideas. But I'm hoping that you go to the website, therightstartpodcast.com, and if you scroll down just a little bit on the right-hand side, you're going to see a link to a PDF that provides 25 ways to get ideas. You'll get some of them here, but there's a bunch more there too, this podcast, will end up being like three hours if I go into all of them. Now, in this PDF that you're going to download, there's a code in there for a discount on my upcoming course. I will send that discount out again once I get it up on the site. I literally am just trying to help you get your freelance writing career going. So check out that PDF. There's going to be a lot more there than we're going to talk about here. Let's talk about the most obvious way in finding ideas, which is talking to people. You might find ideas just in everyday conversations, talking to your neighbor, your mom, your kids, your boss, Maybe your neighbor just invented something amazing or went through a new cancer treatment, or maybe they hit the lotto and started a not-for-profit to help the local community. If the thought, wow, that would make a great story, pops into your head, it's probably one you want to follow up on because it probably will make a great story. Now, keep in mind that if it's a personal story that they're telling you, maybe the neighbor who went through cancer treatment I would say you definitely have to get their permission to pitch their particular story to an editor if you want to interview them. But if it's an idea that's more general and it sparked a bigger article idea for you, you can do some additional research and then ask your neighbor if it's something that they want to participate in. So let's say your neighbor told you about this new cancer treatment. You can look up that cancer treatment. You can write an article about that cancer treatment, and you might even find other people That have gone through that cancer treatment, that neighbor does not need to participate in that story. But at the same time, you can ask them, would you like to tell your story about going through this new cancer treatment and see what they say. They might also have insight as to doctors you can talk to or other medical information that you can get for your piece. But please be very sensitive and make sure that you talk to them and don't mention them in the story unless you've been given strict permission to do so. I was talking to one of the workers at my local movie theater and I found out that he was a photographer on the side. I asked to see his photographs and they were incredible. There was this theme attached to the work that he did. I couldn't get enough of these photos. So again, I picked a local paper The idea, and I was assigned the article immediately, again, with his permission, because the last thing I want to do is come back with an assignment, and he doesn't want to do it. I would rather look bad in front of a source and say, I'm sorry, the editor said no, than look bad in front of my editor and say, I'm sorry, the source said no. So a 10-minute conversation with somebody at a local movie theater gave me hundreds of dollars from an assignment. Advertisements. Now, when you typically watch television, read magazines, listen to a podcast, you skip the ads. But believe it or not, ads are actually a great source of ideas. Now, years ago, I sold an article on how to exercise safely in classes at the gym for mothers to be. I was reading a Hudson Valley newspaper called Women's News. It's outdated now. I have dated myself. And I noticed a lot of ads from gyms that were offering these prenatal exercise classes that hadn't really been there before. I wondered if it was safe for the moms and offered an article with an interview with a doctor and got that assignment. I also sold a pitch to a regional newspaper about a singer who I saw in an ad who's coming in town for a show. i had actually interviewed the singer before. So since his team knew me, Yes, I was able to snag the assignment quickly without jumping through the typical celebrity hoops, and I made some quick money. But had I not seen that ad, I would not have known that that particular singer was coming to town. So look at the ads in your newspapers or listen to them on your favorite podcast or even look at them online on your computers and find one that might be interesting to you. What is it about that ad that caught your eye? Is it for a new product or a business that you had never heard of before? Is it a trend like the exercise classes were for me? Is the new business or the new ad unique or even controversial? Okay, so now trends. Trends are also another great way of finding story ideas because obviously trends are happening all the time. Can you jump on the next one? Can you find one on a topic or industry that you decided to focus on? Several years ago, I noticed that quilting underwent a resurgence in my area. Now, I'm not a quilter, and it's not my area of expertise that I even want to write about, but I recognized an article idea, and I took advantage of it. Again, I pitched a regional monthly publication. Now, I've mentioned regional monthly publications and newspapers a lot so far, but they're not the only ones that I pitch to. It all depends on how fast editors get back to me. It depends how much money I can make. A lot of times, regional publications respond faster than national publications. And plus, I would need for a national publication for there to be some sort of national connection and sometimes I either do or don't want to make that connection so I'll go for the faster money and the quicker turnaround on an article idea and who knows later I could sell it nationally and now I've made twice the money so I went back to this editor and I asked if they wanted this article and she said yes and she wanted me to interview different quilters in the area there just so happened to be a local quilting show coming up. So, my editor had something to tie the article into, which editors really love to do, especially regional ones. So, like I said, to make even more money, I could have done more research and found out whether quilting was picking up steam on a national level and pitched it to a national magazine. But I didn't, be, mainly because I don't really know a lot about quilting. Um, but I was talking to someone about quilting and they did talk about how these old crafts were coming back into fashion. And this was pre pandemic, pre sourdough bread. So I started to research and found that there was a group of people who love to do iron work in my area and the others who love to do leather work. Now, these are trades that aren't as popular as they once were. So I talked to an editor. And I got another assignment about how these old crafts were coming back into fashion. So one article on regionally led into more research on another topic and another assignment and more money. More on that later. So keep your eyes open and your ears open at work, your kid's school, the gym, online. Did someone say everybody's doing it? Or is it a statistic trending upward? Those all can probably be classified as trends and there might be more to whatever the topic is. So look into it and see what you could do with it, with your editors and the types of articles that you like to write. Now, your life as a parent, I always joke that I had kids so that they could get me the remote, (laughs) but the truth is I had kids so I could come up with more article ideas (laughs) while we go through and sell them and make more money. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But honestly, being a mom of three, I had plenty of experiences and I was also a single mom. I was also a widowed mom. So I had plenty of things that I could turn into articles. For example, when I was pregnant with my oldest child, I ended up with ball stones after she was born and my doctor said, it's common. And I went, wait, what? I had never read that in any of my pregnancy books. So again, did a little research Found out that gallstones are actually common after pregnancy, and I found statistics on it. But the interesting part is there weren't any parenting publications who are actually writing about it. So I started asking around, and at the time I knew a lot of moms to be and new moms, and I found several other people who had gallstones after their pregnancies. So I pitched an article to Parents magazine, and I got the assignment because I was able to show that it's common. It's not something that had been written about. And I had other people who had happened to that I could interview. So what have you gone through as a mom or a dad with your children that you can share in an article with with other parents? Maybe you don't want to write personal things. So I understand that you may not want to turn something you went through into an article, but it doesn't mean that it's still not a viable idea to pitch. You don't have to put yourself into an article. But if you went through something, say medical, Can you talk to a doctor about it and do a medical article about gallstones and pregnancies? I actually did two gallstones and pregnancy articles. One of them didn't include myself, but I used it as the basis to create the article. And I talked to a doctor and I got statistics and I was able to do the article without even talking about me. So here's another example. During the pandemic, I went through this period of time where I felt like I had to psych myself up just to go get groceries. Now, this was before the vaccine came out. I would post how I felt on Facebook. I was shocked that a lot of my friends responded that they felt the same way. That's when I realized I had a good article idea. So I reached out to Next Avenue and I sold an article On this to them. Now, Next Avenue is for ages 55 and over. So I had to keep that in mind that whoever I interviewed had to be of that age group. And I also included an interview with a therapist to tell you how to get over that. I wouldn't call it a fear, just that I needed to psych myself up to do it. I really didn't want to go out. So I had other friends and other people who were afraid to go out. And the therapist gave tips and suggestions. So it wasn't just interviews with People who had this fear, but you had to provide tips and how people could get over this particular fear that they might have. So, another way of finding article ideas is previous interviews that you've done. So, maybe you've already been writing. Do you keep transcripts of the interviews that you've done? Is there a nugget of something that your subject said that can become an entirely different article? All right, so let's say you interviewed a doctor about tips on arthritis. Maybe during the interview, he briefly mentioned something he accomplished in his personal life, and you're fascinated by it, but it doesn't really go in this article. Can that little nugget be turned into another article? You have an idea. You'll want to keep track of your ideas. I keep mine in a Google worksheet. So how do you know if you have a good idea? The best way to tell if you have a good idea is to start by doing research on that topic. What's been written about it? What angle do you want to write about? Has that angle been covered? And if so, how long ago, where did it appear? There are so many magazines and newspapers writing about the same topics, but they all try to find a different take on the subject for their publication. There is Always a way to take one topic you want to write about and sell something new about it. So for gallstones in pregnancy, I did a search and I found studies on it, but I didn't find any articles in any parenting magazines on it back then. So I thought, all right, the mainstream media hasn't written about it yet. So now I had publications that I could pitch. For the record, the article I wrote was way before they went online. (laughs) I predate the internet. And you see they haven't written anything on the subject. So if you do that with another publication and you get the same response, probably say it's okay to pitch. It doesn't guarantee that you're going to get an assignment. It just means that you found something that that publication has not written about. You have to ask yourself the question, why haven't they written about it? Is it a subject that their publication's audience is not interested in? Or they didn't have anybody that approached them with it. So you still have that to deal with as well. At the same time, don't dismiss them if they have already written about it. How long ago did they write something on it? Can you update the topic? Can you share some new treatment or new medication? Can you provide a new angle to the article that hasn't been written about before? the answer is yes, then that's a possibility. But keep in mind that just because I say it's a good idea, the editor may not think it's the same. Now, is the idea something timely? What should you do? Keep in mind that a timely idea can run out of time. So you still want to research to see if anyone has written about it. But depending on your angle, you may want to steer clear of monthly publications. Now, interestingly, I might confuse you about now, but hang on. Maybe your idea is timely. You want to pitch publications that have shorter lead times like newspapers, online magazines, but that doesn't mean you should rule out monthly publications. Perhaps your timely idea has a more in-depth article that it can become later. It's still okay to pitch monthly publications or a magazine with a longer lead time, a timely pitch, if you're doing something that's more in-depth So the information will still be pertinent a year from now. So honestly, you can pretty much find ideas anywhere you look. Just walk into the store when you're shopping can spark an idea. A conversation with a friend or a stranger at a bookstore can lead to an article. Just be open to it. Let it be something that you're interested in writing about. And if it's not, how can you make it something you want to write about? For example, let's say that you find out there's a great new technology to help test a certain medical condition, but you don't like to write about technology. Can you tell a story about someone who benefited from this technology, a life that was saved? Twist it to become something you do want to write about. And the opposite is true too. So maybe a neighbor tells you that his life was saved by some new technology, but you're not into writing teary-eyed profiles. You like the technology, though, so you can use it to write an article on what this new technology is and who is benefiting from it. Now let's talk about Google Alerts. I use them a lot. I write about film tourism a lot. It's one of my favorite topics to write about. So I have Google Alerts set up on film tourism, film vacation, movie locations, and more. So if you're interested in writing about racial injustice, set up a Google Alert for that. Do you want to write about Alzheimer's? Set up an alert for that. You can narrow it down as much as you'd like or make it as generic as you like. Just remember, if you do it more generically, you're going to get a lot of responses. So you can't just put in, you know, New York Mets. You would have to be very specific unless you're looking for every single article that's been written about the New York Mets and your list is going to be huge. You may not get ideas from these alerts, but you can keep up with what's being written about in other publications. So go to google.com slash alerts and set up your personalized alerts. Now I'm going to stop here, but you can see in the PDF on ideas that I've given you so many other ways to come up with ideas. So let's take this a step further. You have an idea. How do you research the market for where you want to sell an article? it's actually pretty easy. First and most easiest, it's a simple Google search. You could do the Google search. You could sit in Barnes and Noble or your local independent bookstore looking over magazines because sometimes I get an idea who to pitch right there. Now, let's say you want to sell an article on an artist that you know. You would look up artist magazines, magazines about artists, editors and artist magazines. But let's say your artist is located in Connecticut. You might want to find an art magazine in Connecticut. Keep in mind that there are newspapers too. So you can search art newspapers. Or you may want to reach out to bloggers about art. The concept is simple. Do your homework. See who the most recent editor is for that publication. And get their contact information. Also keep in mind there are trade magazines. So maybe there's an art trade magazine, maybe this person teaches art and you can profile them in an art teacher's magazine. So there's so many different ways to do this. So I basically wanted to start you off with a way of finding ideas, but I did ask my editors for a tip to give to all of you. And they said the most common tip on the planet for writers is simple, read the publication. The last thing you want is to get an email from an editor as a response to your query and it says thanks great idea but well, we just ran that story 6 months ago you would have known that if you had done your homework and now the editor's going to think you don't even read the publication that you're pitching so get going on your ideas this should give you a start go to my website the rightstartpodcast.com for more ideas and i'm going to go get back to work on my pitches and my ideas and my deadlines and i hope you do too Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Right Start Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Please follow me on Instagram at The Virgin Traveler, as well as at the Right Start Podcast. And if you like what you heard on this podcast, please share it. Leave me a rating or a review wherever you listen to the Right Start. It really does help me to grow this podcast. Thanks again. I'll see you next time.